Welcome back to Resonant Frequencies. Let's get things started off in space. So last week, the sun had an extraordinary coronal mass injection, or CME. You might ask, why does this occur, or what is it? The sun's magnetic field is complex and non-uniform. Its internal dynamo stirs up ropes and pools of plasma, twisting and flowing around one another beneath the surface. But sometimes, the magnetic force gets too much for the surface tension to handle. When that happens, field lines snap into a lowest energy configuration, and usually, some plasma gets blasted into space, creating a CME. When this particular CME burst, it left a canyon of fire 12,000 miles deep and more than 10 miles long. The sun is currently in the opening strains of its 11-year solar activity cycle. Sunspots will develop and solar flares will become more and more intense until they peak around the year 2025. The Carrington event in 1859 was the most intense geomagnetic storm in recorded history, occurring during solar cycle 10. It created strong auroral displays that were reported globally and caused sparking and even fires in multiple telegraph stations. In other space news, the Air Force Research Laboratory awarded SpaceX a $102 million contract to study ways in which the military could use the company's launch vehicles to transport cargo and crews from point to point on Earth. The Air Force is so confident in the future capabilities of commercial rockets that it designated rocket cargo as one of its so-called Vanguard programs. This is a special designation for technologies that the Air Force believes can transition from science project to actual operations. Once realized, rocket cargo will fundamentally alter the rapid logistics landscape, connecting material to joint warfighters in a fraction of the time it takes today, Chief of Space Operations General John Raymond said in a statement, In the event of conflict or humanitarian crisis, the Space Force will be able to provide our national leadership with an independent option to achieve strategic objectives from space. Alright, so let's check out what's going on in the world. Right now, the Russia-Ukraine war has led to a giant leap in food prices last month. Uh, it's at another record high, according to the United Nations. The UN Food Prices Index tracked the world's most traded food commodities by measuring the average prices of cereal, vegetable oil, dairy, meat, and sugar. Food prices at their highest price since the records began 60 years ago. Um, that's according to the index, which jumped nearly 13% in March, following February's record high. Also in Ukraine, um, they called for more weapons and harsher sanctions after it blamed Russia for a missile attack that killed at least 52 people at a train station, packed with women, children, and elderly, fleeing the threat of a Russian offensive in the east. President Zelensky called the strikes in Kramatorsk in the eastern region of Donetsk a deliberate attack on civilians. The city's mayor estimated about 4,000 people were gathered there at the time. All right, moving on from Russia... Shanghai, China reported nearly 25,000 locally transmitted COVID-19 infections on Sunday as residents of China's most populous city voiced complaints over food and basic supplies and concern spread that more cities may soon be in the same situation. Streets of the locked-down city of 26 million people remain largely silent as curbs under the city's zero-tolerance policy only allow healthcare workers, volunteers, delivery personnel, or those with special permission to go out. Shanghai's case numbers are small compared to some cities globally, but it is battling China's worst COVID outbreak since the virus emerged in the central city of Wuhan in 2019. Online videos show residents struggling with security personnel and hazmat-suited medical staff, 
with occupants shouting that they need food. And I saw a crazy video, you might have seen it um, floating around, of basically these tall skyscrapers packed with people and they're just yelling out of their windows. Um, it's pretty wild. All right, let's kick it over to the United States. So according to an article written by former U.S. Representative Bob Barr, hidden away in a recently passed infrastructure bill, you guys remember that, is a measure to install vehicle kill switches in every new car, truck, and SUV sold in this country by the year 2026. Now, I did some fact-checking on the story, and this is what I found. While there is no specific mention of a kill switch that could be accessible by law enforcement, uh, in the bill text, the legislation does not define exactly how the technology would limit the impaired driving. Rather, the contents of the bill simply define the equipment to be a system that can passively monitor the performance of a driver to accurately identify whether they are impaired, prevent or limit operation if impairment is detected, and passively detect whether the blood alcohol content of a driver is equal to or higher than the legal limit. In such cases, the system could prevent or limit motor vehicle operation if an impairment is detected. So, yeah, there's uh, there's no way that could go wrong. Personally, you know, I obviously I wouldn't want anyone uh, driving drunk and hitting anyone and anything that we can do to reduce that. But uh, I was also reading like some of the comments were saying, you know, what in the instance that say you are a slightly impaired and there's an emergency and you have to drive, right, and couldn't drive? And also, how would they go about like shutting your vehicle off in a way that wouldn't even cause another accident? Say, yeah, you are impaired, but say that you're not in a spot where you can just immediately have the vehicle stop like that. Um, I don't know. But apparently, the, you know, the legislation, there is a timeline on it, but, you know, it could be pushed back. There could be um, holdups. So. Got another U.S. story for you. So Elon Musk on Monday disclosed a 9.2% stake in Twitter worth about $3 billion. And this makes him the microblogging site largest shareholder and it triggered a rise of more than 27% in the company's shares. Lately, um, Elon's been critical of the social media platform and its policies and ended up running a poll on Twitter asking the users if they believe the platform adheres to the principle of free speech to which over 70% of the people said no. Uh, Musk also started a poll on Twitter asking whether the firm's San Francisco headquarters should be converted into a homeless shelter as no one shows up to work there. <laughs> the poll got more than 300,000 votes in an hour with 90% of the people answering yes. <laughs> All right, moving on to local news. So the University of Alabama in Huntsville, UAH, has achieved the highest research activity rating in the current 2021 update of the Carnegie Classification of Institutes of Higher Education. UAH, a part of the University of Alabama system, is ranked R1, which stands for Very High Research Activity Status Among Doctoral Granting Universities. R1 universities apply the most resources and scientists to research at their institutions. The rankings are performed every three years. UAH was last ranked R1 in 2014. In 2021, UAH performed $125 million in externally funded research, a large amount relative to its size. Dr. Chuck Carr, interim UAH president, says, Attaining R1 status is the result of outstanding work of so many people at this great institution, including our research centers, faculty, students, and administration. 
UAH governmental research partners include the U.S. Army, the Missile and Space Intelligence Center, the Missile Defense Agency, NASA, the FBI, and the National Weather Service, and others. All right, so here's the weather forecast for Huntsville. So this week we're looking at mid to high 70s, uh, starting the week with some rain on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, The rest of the week looks pretty nice, partly cloudy, with more rain expected on the weekend. All right, so let's move it on to crypto. So Bitcoin right now coming in at 41.9, definitely a dip since uh, last week. But we've got some pretty big news for this past week. So Bitcoin 2022 was held in Miami. Uh, It had roughly 30,000 attendees and exhibitors. The mayor of Miami opened the event with a speech. Uh, He stated that the next president of the USA needs to be more pro-Bitcoin. What's at stake is federal legislation that can propel us into the next generation or set us back. Uh, Later on in the day, Jack Mahler, CEO of Strike, announced a partnership with Spotify, NCR, and the Black Hawk Network to enable Bitcoin transactions at outlets all over the USA. Uh, He said, you're going to be able to walk into a grocery store, to Whole Foods, to a Chipotle. If you want to use a lightning node over Tor, you do that. The next big highlight was the address of Ricardo Salinas, the third wealthiest man in Mexico and an ardent Bitcoin advocate. He expressed concerns regarding the issues with the conventional financial framework. He emphasized the term fiat fraud, wherein he said the institutions were eroding investor wealth under the pretext of generating value by reducing the value of the currency that they're dealing in. Peter Thiel, the PayPal founder, called Berkshire Hathaway's chief and ace investor Warren Buffett a sociopathic grandpa. He even criticized Jamie Dimon at the helm of J.P. Morgan, who had earlier labeled Bitcoin as worthless. The central banks are going bankrupt. We are at the end of the fiat money regime, he said. There was also a major announcement regarding Blockstream's new partnership with Tesla and Block. Together, the three would be building out a Bitcoin mining facility with a 3.8 megawatt Tesla solar array, a 12 megawatt hour megapack. The project is planned to be finished by the end of 2022. All right, so I got a positive story for you guys. Uh, In the city of Marquette in Michigan, uh, they are closing a portion of the road to vehicular traffic every night to protect a migrating group of salamanders from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. daily until April 15th or until the migration is completed. Uh, Protecting the blue spotted salamanders migration is vital as they are an indicator species informing us about the health of our environment. The salamanders spend the cold winter underground, then every spring they make their way to the water where they mate and lay eggs. It was in 2018 that Eli Berry, a former Northwest Michigan University student, noticed that vehicles were killing hundreds of these migrating salamanders. He enlisted the help of Superior Watershed Partnership, who reached out to Marquette city officials. Last spring, they got the relevant stretch of the road within the park temporarily closed to evening and overnight traffic. In 2019, before the closure, they found 429 salamander carcasses in the road. Last year, they counted only three. With that success demonstrated, the city officials are now doing the same this year. The goal is to apply our science to wildlife management, Barry said. To be able to see in person the science applied to successful management practices was very satisfying. Alright, so here's some fun facts. A cluster of bananas is called a hand. And along that theme, a single banana is called a finger. In 1943, Ingvar Fyodor Komprad founded IKEA, which is an abbreviation for Ingvor Komprad from Elmetard Eguniard. <laughs> you guys bear with me on that. That's a 
tongue twister, uh, which is his name, the farm he grew up on, and his hometown, respectively. So each of the letters in Ikea is a representation of those things. The liver is the only human internal organ capable of natural regeneration of lost tissue. As little as 25% of the liver can regenerate into a whole liver. Regeneration is very rapid. The liver will return to a normal size in one to two weeks following the removal of greater than 50% of the liver by mass. Alright, so for the comedy segment. What do Will Smith, Batman, and Putin all have in common? They all attacked a comedian. Okay. Alright, so this is another one right here. So it's a conversation between an interviewer and a farmer. And I'm going to go full full tilt redneck on this. Alright, so the interviewer. Um, how much amount of milk does your cow produce? Uh, which one? The black one or the white one? Uh, the black one. About two liters a day. And the white one? About two liters a day. Well, where do they sleep? Uh, the black one or the white one? The black one. Uh, I don't sleep out in the barn. And the white one? Yeah, I don't sleep out in the barn too. Well, your cows look healthy. I mean, what do you feed them? Uh, which one? The black one or the white one? Mm, the black one. Ah, uh, yeah, feed him grass. And the white one? Yeah, grass. The interviewer, annoyed. Why do you keep asking if the black one or the white one when the answers are just the same? Well, because the black one's mine. And the white one? Yeah, that one's also mine. Uh, also, uh, some breaking news here. North Korea announced that they have successfully landed a man on the sun. All right, moving on. So here's an inspirational quote. Genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. And that's from Thomas Edison. All right, and this week's Spotify song is going to be No Diggity by Chet Faker. So I would love to share a little piece of each song. That way you could get a sample of it. But for legality's sake, I'm not allowed to do that. But that does conclude this episode of Resonant Frequencies. Um, Hope you all enjoyed it. Hopefully the audio quality was a little bit more leveled out and clear this time. Um, Just looking to make those small improvements each time. And I appreciate everyone tuning in again. And look forward to raising the frequency with you all. Love you guys.